Amen. All right. So, the beginning. And the title of the message is, Are You Ready for the Return? And today's challenge question is, Will You Be Left Behind? Now, those of you who don't know, don't really understand that just uh, yet, it's okay because you will, okay? You will understand the question. I want you guys to focus on this question. Remember it. Will you be left behind? Okay, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, please. All right, Matthew chapter 24, let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. Okay, and we're going to be doing a lot of reading today, so prepare yourselves, okay? We're going to be working that word, y'all. Amen. So, what's the title of the passage right there? Signs of what? Ooh, isn't that like uh, a cool topic, man, right? Isn't that a topic that kind of everybody has, or, or questions about, rather? You know, signs of the end of the age, the end of times, guys, this is, Jesus is talking about it. It's a really cool topic. It's really interesting and very um, descriptive, okay? So we're going we're gonna to read Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to this building. Do you see all these things, he asked? Jesus said, I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. So they came to him, you know, quietly, privately, just them, just the disciples of Jesus. And they said, tell us, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Verse 4, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. And that we actually kind of see that right now. You guys ever heard of the Puerto Rican Jesus? Amen. I showed you a video of him once. You guys remember that? This guy actually has followers that say this man is Jesus Christ. But let's just continue reading. Verse 6. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. He's saying, look, you're going to see this. You're going to see people that come in my name and say they're Jesus Christ. You're going to hear about wars. But he's saying, hey, don't be surprised. Do not be alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. All these are the beginning of birth pains. So what does he mean by the birth pains? He, we're going to stop right there. So, I mean, you guys ever seen a pregnant lady before? Amen. Okay, so like when that lady is about to have a baby, what does she do? And, and the husband, what's wrong, baby? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm, I'm having my baby. I'm having my baby. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you don't need to rush to the hospital. She's feeling pain. Birth pain is about to happen. You know what I mean? It's about to come out. And then, so it goes, eh, eh, to, and then she grabs the husband by the neck. You did this to me. You did this to me. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Totally different person. I didn't marry 
are you? You know, but okay, anyways, I'm getting off subject. But that's the birth pain. Those are the birth pains. Like, oh my gosh. But he's saying, hey, don't be alarmed. These things are going to come. Earthquakes, famine, these things are going to come. But do not be alarmed. They're going to hurt. Earthquakes are not good, okay? They're bad. They destroy, okay? Famines, they're not good. They're bad. They kill people, okay? They're not. But he's saying, hey, these are just the beginning. It's just the beginning. These are the beginning. It says all these are the beginning of birth pains. So he's talking about earthquakes and famine just being the, <coughs> my baby. I think I'm having my baby. That's what it is, okay? And then we're going to read later on. We're just going to be, you did this for me. You know, that kind of pain where that lady's screaming her guts out and poor husband. Him, oh, Lord, I, I'm going to adopt. Anyways, okay. So let's go. keep on reading. Verse 9. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted, and to be put to death. He's talking about Christians, by the way, guys. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Jesus is saying that you will be hated and you will be persecuted because of me, because of Jesus. Verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm in the end will be saved. Hallelujah. Verse 14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then... The end will come. That's what Jesus said. Let's pause there. And let's just go ahead and backtrack really quick. These 14 verses, within these 14 verses, we find two very important points. If you have your notes, it's the time to take them. From verse 1 to 14, we find two very important points, okay? The first point is that Jesus tells us the unique signs that will bring, everybody, everybody look at me, the great tribulation. Everybody say, the great Come on, say it like you're awake tonight. The great tribulation. Now, some of you heard of this, some of you haven't. Okay, go ahead and write that down. So Jesus points out the unique signs that will bring forth the great tribulations. And the great tribulation basically is a time where the Antichrist will reign for three and a half years. He's going to reign. He's going to be in power. He's going to be in power for three and a half years. And we find this prophecy uh, in the book of Daniel, bringing it back old school. In the Old Testament, Daniel verse, uh, chapter 9, verses 25 to 27. And then we also find it in Revelation uh, chapter 11 from 1 to 2. Since if you could turn to uh, uh, Daniel, please. I want to read that. Daniel chapter 9. Turn your Bibles. Everybody turn your Bibles, please. And let me get an amen when you're there. Kicking it back old school. Amen. Chapter 9. Scroll down to verse 25. Now Daniel is a prophet. And the Lord gave him this vision. Keep on scrolling down. Thank you. Know and understand this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, which is Jesus, the ruler comes there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens it will be rebuilt with streets and trench but in times of trouble 
After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. The people, uh, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end and desolations have been decreed. So that's just a taste of what Daniel's telling us. And in Revelations chapter 11, let's go there. Revelations chapter 11. Verses 1 to 2. Let me get an amen. Were you there? It's the very last book of the Bible, guys. Revelations. Let me get an amen. Were you there? Amen. All right. I have given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple. Is that the right thing? But exclude. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months. Yeah, that's correct. Keep on going down, sister. One to two. I'm sorry, guys. I should have been more prepared for this. Go up, go up. Amen. But exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. They will trample on it. I'm sorry, guys. I got the wrong verse. That's embarrassing. Anyways, well, we got Daniel chapter 9, verse 25 down. Amen. 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 All right. Let's get back into the word. Okay. And so the uh, great tribulation is a time where the Antichrist will reign for three and a half years. Okay. It is the worst time of suffering and distress ever to occur in the history of humanity. Whoo, man, that's going to be the great tribulation, the worst possible time and distress that has ever occurred in human history. And that's found in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And again, we're going to read on it, Matthew 24, but scroll down to verse 21. That's where Jesus actually mentions it himself. Okay, the great tribulation is a time of great persecution and hatred toward, the, uh, toward Christians. Okay, and I want you guys to see, well, how many of you guys really know what persecution is? Raise your hand. Okay, not, uh, not too many of you. Okay, you guys heard of the word. I, I, I say it often. I described it a couple times. But I really want you guys to see what persecution is. So if you could click on the, on the top one right there. Okay. Uh, uh, so persecution is basically a time, uh, when people get basically um, cursed out or beaten or killed for the name of Jesus. You understand me? Now, there, there's extremes. Now, this is what I consider true persecution, okay? Sister, go ahead and play it for me, please. five years, militant Muslims in Indonesia have waged jihad against Christians, killing as many as 10,000 people, burning churches and businesses, and leaving thousands of believers homeless. Emergency medical workers arriving on the scene at the Dulos Bible Academy in Jakarta, December 15, 1999, were preparing to take the body of 20-year-old Dominguez Kenjum to the Muslim morgue. They found him lying in a pool of blood, motionless on the ground, his head nearly severed from his body. Dominguez prayed that God would give him the strength to speak. Suddenly, as if out of nowhere, he whispered four words, I'm a Christian. 
Miraculously, Dominguez survived the assault on the school that night. Two other students were also seriously injured. Another was killed. Dominguez says the incident has helped him grow closer to God. He says he prays for his Muslim attackers and he forgives them unconditionally as commanded by Jesus. I forgive them by praying and if I meet them one day, I will tell them about this. And Jesus said that we must forgive uh, our enemies. Pastor Li Deshen leads several unregistered house churches in China's Guangdong province. He says public security bureau officers have arrested him so many times in recent years that he's lost count. On one occasion, Li's hands and feet were tied together to a bedpost, and his jailers left him in that position for three days. Chinese authorities confiscated Li's church building and welded the door shut. But 40 new house churches were spawned as a result of the closing of the church building. In recent years, the Chinese government has arrested hundreds of members and leaders from the unregistered evangelical church movement. While Chinese central and provincial government officials claim the Christians are involved in illegal evil cults, Pastor Lee says many local authorities resist taking action against the believers because they've seen drug addicts and criminals transformed once they accepted Christ. Pastor Lee asked believers around the world to pray for their suffering Christian family members in China because more believers are likely to be arrested and imprisoned in the future. And they will come uh, any time. But we are not afraid as we have prepared ourselves. Please pray for us as we depend on God and not man. was only nine years old when he witnessed the slaying of his parents and siblings at the hands of radical Muslim raiders. When the government of Sudan soldiers demanded that James convert to Islam, he refused, saying, but I'm a Christian. The angry soldiers threw James on a fire. He was badly burned and left for dead. VOM missionaries recently visited James in a displaced persons camp where he lives with his grandmother. James is a sad young man who still deeply mourns the deaths of his family members three years after they were killed. I could cry still thinking about them, but they are not more. James smiled with the joy of Jesus when VOM friend Tom Zorowski presented him with his first Bible, a gift from a little girl from New York. This is her own personal Bible. And she said, please give it to someone special in South Sudan. And so I thought you would be a good person to give it to. Do you like that? Good, huh? Praise God.
typical teenager. She is outgoing, popular with her friends, and attends a local Christian high school. However, Rika lives in Indonesia, where being a Christian can test the depths of one's faith. A small group of students at Rika's high school arranged a Bible camp. It was the first ever event of its kind for her community, and the teens were very excited. The first evening went by without incident, unlike the second. In the evening meeting, we were rejoicing and singing songs. We were being very loud when the leaders asked us to quiet down. They told us about a pastor who had been burned alive in his church by the Muslim extremists. He asked us to think about this and asked, if such a thing happened to you, what would you do? We immediately quieted down and began thinking about what the leaders had told us. All of a sudden, a large stone came through the window. We heard shouting and more stones were being thrown. Everyone became frightened. The lights had gone out and there was broken glass everywhere. I was hit in the head with one of the rocks. I hardly knew what had happened to me, but I could hear screaming and crying all around. I cried out, we must pray. Don't panic. Pray. Ask God to help us. A number of radical Muslims had attacked the Bible camp. Some of the teenagers were being beaten with sticks as the men ran through the camp. Rika's arms were forced behind her back by one of the Muslims while another challenged her faith. The man shouted, are you a Christian? I told him that we were all Christians. The man was tall and had long hair. He picked up a piece of broken glass from the floor and held it against my stomach. Repeat after me, he shouted. Then he told me to deny Christ. I cried out in my heart to the Lord, Save me, help me not to deny my faith. When I did not answer the man, he pressed the glass closer against me. Do you believe your God can help you now, he asked. Yes, I answered. I belong to God, and I believe he will save me. He grabbed a stick and beat me across my back and shoulders. The man yelled, You think that I am not strong. You think that I am not stronger than you, he yelled as he was beating me. I continued crying out to God in my heart and refused to deny him. Rika was repeatedly beaten by the attacker as he insisted that she deny her faith, but she would not. When he realized that I was not going to deny Christ, he said, You are strong too. You are stronger than I am. And he threw the stick on the floor. Rika and her friends were fortunate that night. Although some of the students had to be taken to the hospital, no one was seriously injured in the attack. You have a taste, right? That that's that's going on now. You know what what's awesome about this video? That all those people that they showed were you, your age, right? They were. Our, our age group, guys, and the majority of them were teenagers. You understand? These people, uh, they, she did not deny her faith. She did not. She's like, no, I don't care what kind of piece of glass, what kind of sharp object is against my stomach. I will not deny my faith. I will not deny Jesus Christ. And, and this is just a taste. That's just a persecution. Imagine when the whole world is hated, uh, hates you. Because you're a Christian. Jesus describes as, uh, the Great Tribulation as a time where, every, where people will get persecuted. And because of the persecution, because it gets so hard, many people will leave the faith. They will leave the faith and deny it 
and those who stay and, and, and actually confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior will be hated by nations. Guys, it will be ten times worse than that. I'm telling you right now. But let me, show, let me tell you something, man. There's a way to avoid that. There's a way to avoid that, all right? You personally and I do not have to be a part of the great tribulation. And we're going to go on. We're going to find out just how, okay? So let's go ahead and continue. The second point that we find within the first, uh, first 14 verses of chapter 24 is uh, found in uh, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So the end will come only after the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, after the gospel has been preached throughout the entire world. So the great tribulation is not going to come until every single person on this earth, or all four corners of the earth, has been preached to. All those little, like, tight little jungles and those people who had never heard the name Jesus Christ before. And when they get spoken to and, and witnessed to, that is when Jesus Christ will come back. And the great tribulation, or rather, when these signs will, will begin, and we know the great tribulation is beginning. Those are the early stage signs. And, and actually, guys, don't get scared off of that. We need to pray for that because you actually have a part to play. You guys can actually speed up this process, and it's a good thing for this process to be sped up because the, the, the faster we speed this up, the faster Jesus comes back, and the faster we get taken away to heaven. And we're going to find that out just in a quick second. Guys, like I said, you do not have to be part of the great tribulation, okay? But this is a good thing. So this, gives, this actually promotes us. This should pr uh, pump you up to preach the Word of God like you have never preached it before. This should pump you up to support missionaries. Guys, people like we have churches in pakistan guys they got persecuted man in india and honduras and in uh, mexico and in nigeria and other countries that you have a part to play to support them man give money whatever money you can to support them support the churches that we have in other countries help speed up this process and you're going to find out why why it's a good thing okay just know that preaching the word of god and preaching the gospel on the uh, all the way north south east west west corners of this earth is a good thing and is a necessity amen because what did i say the key was the key was what nice and loud what is it evangelism amen let's continue reading uh, matthew chapter 24 verse 29 immediately after the distress of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Verse 30, at that time, the sign of the Son of Man, Jesus, will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Come on, when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back in power. Somebody say power. Somebody say power. And great glory. Come on, he's going to come down in power and great glory. Let's continue reading verse 31. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet. And they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to another. Come on, man. That's a good thing, you guys. The angels are going to come and get his elect. They're, 
what that means right there is that God, Jesus, is going to send angels to get you and me so that we don't have to go into the, through the great tribulation. Okay, guys? The angels are going to come, sweep us up, and we're going to say, bye-bye, earth. I'm eating Jesus. It's going to be a good thing. That's how we know the end of the earth is coming, man. That's how we know Jesus is going to come back and the great tribulation begins where three and a half years the Antichrist reigns. Guys, come on. Get this in your head, man. Can you imagine an angel coming down? And picking you up, come on, man, I'll be like the woman, oh, pick me up. You know what I mean? Yes, take me away, you know? Oh, I can't wait for that. Guys, <laughs> come on, let's use our imaginations right now, okay? Let's have a little fun with this. I'm not talking about you're, you're just in your room, you're chilling, and then all of a sudden you're, and your mom goes, oh, answers the door. Huh? Whoa. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, uh, is, uh, is Danny here? The angel says, is Danny here? <laughs> And he's flapping his wings. Is Danny here? And your mom's like, uh, uh, who are you? What's your name? I don't really necessarily have a name. You can call me Angel, though. My name's Angel. Let's just put it that way. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, Danny, Angel's here. Angel's here. Ah, uh, huh? Who? Angel? Yeah, Angel. Uh, I'm not home right now. Just, I, I'm going to keep on sleeping. And your mom goes, sorry, guys. Sorry, Angel. And he's just flapping, and he looks down. Oh, man. All right, I guess he's not one of them. You know, it's not, that's not going to happen, guys. He's going to come in, break down that door. He's going to pick you up. Come on, boy, you coming with me. Put you on your shoulder, put you in your place, and take you all the way to heaven, to the clouds, where you're going to meet Jesus Christ. Amen? Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about, because angels, in my imagination, aren't puny little blonde-haired babies, okay? They're, they are men. They are swole. They put Arnold Schwarzenegger to shame, okay? Come on, somebody. They are, they, you want to see a bodybuilder? You think of an angel. Angel, man. Oh, man, come on. I want to be like an angel. Anyways, okay, let's continue reading. Verse 32. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. Now, Jesus Christ is going to use an example of a fig tree, okay? Let's see. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. So, guys, just imagine the trees that we have out here in front of the church, okay? As soon as you see the snow melting and it's getting warmer like it is now, and then you begin seeing little green leaves start sprouting out of that tree, you know what, what season is going to come? Summer, spring, spring, and then summer. Yes, yeah, spring, okay? Amen. <laughs> so, you know, spring is going to come, right? But Jesus used the example of summer. So, yes, so he says when the, as soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is coming. Verse 33, even so, see, you guys right here, catch it. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Just like you know spring is coming when you see that, when you see these signs, okay, of earthquakes and famine, okay? When you see these signs, you know that that time is coming near. That's when you're going to get, oh, hey, huh? <laughs> it's, 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 it's coming. It's coming really soon. And just keep in mind, guys. We just had a huge earthquake in Haiti, right? One of the biggest ever. And we had just had another one in Chile. And we have, like, hurricanes going on in Hawaii. All right? Guys, I'm not here to say, hey, it's coming tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying think about it. Think about it. Because these things are happening. We never had earthquake devastations like we've been having lately. You understand me? It, 
Just keep that. Just think about it, okay? Um, I don't know when. We're going to find out. I don't, I don't know when it's going to come, but it's going to come. Verse 34, I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. Verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. The word of God will never pass away. These words that we are reading right now will never pass away. Amen. The day and hour unknown. Okay, it's the passage uh, title of verse 36, and this is the key passage right here, guys. We're going to get now. Now we're getting into the message. <laughs> Amen. All right. Verse 36. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the day, days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. More in the days before the flood, people, will, uh, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day of Noah entered the ark. Verse 39. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. So let's pause right there. How many of you guys are familiar with the, the, the story of Noah? Right? Noah's Ark, right? With the animals, right? Okay, so God wasn't happy with the earth. The only ones really living for him was Noah and his family and his three sons and their wives, right? And then God was like, you know what? I am so angry at this earth, okay, because you guys know God loves you, but he's just as wrathful. You understand me? God has his revenge, okay? God is a wrathful God, and he's a judging God. He's a loving God, but he's a judging God as well. And he said, you know what? You guys, I'm tired of this world. I'm going to send a great flood, and the, on, and the only ones that, I, that are going to survive is Noah and his family. And it's going to wipe the earth out. It killed everybody. And he used the example. We actually find that Jesus compares Noah and his family, the faithful ones. He's using the example as us. Okay, those of you here that are actually born again, living the lifestyle the Bible tells you to live, being saved and sanctified, okay? If that's you, then you're part of Noah, okay? You're part of Noah and his family, and he's using you as an example. Hey, he's going to put you into the, the, the ark, and he's going to keep you safe in there. He's going to take you away and, and make sure nothing bad happens to you. But he's saying to the other ones who, got, who were drunkards and, and just doing whatever they wanted, sinning, okay, lying, cursing, whatever else they were doing, okay, not living the lifestyle that was proper and that, God, that was pleasing to God. God, they were all wiped out. They were left behind. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying is going to happen. So just like it was a surprise to those who were uh, not born again, okay? So when Jesus comes back, when this happens and he takes us away, the angels take us away, it's going to be a great surprise. We're not going to expect it. And, and especially those who were not born again, not living for him at that time, it's going to be a great surprise to them. And just like it was a surpri- it's going to be a surprise to them, the day of Jesus comes back, it was a surprise for those who were victims of the, of the flood that wiped out the earth. We will never know the day in which Jesus will come back and grab his faithful ones. We do not know, guys. Make this clear. There's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, it's, it's 2012, 2012, man. It's the end of the earth. It's the Mayan thingamabopper, man. It, it all makes sense, dude. It's coming. We're going to die. Yeah, you know, like they're trying to spook you or something. Guys, they don't know, man. I don't know. We don't know. The angels in heaven don't know, okay? Nobody knows but God the Father. And we do not have a specific time or date, okay? But we do have signs 
to let us know when it's coming near. You understand me? Earthquakes, famine, great wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdoms, okay? That's how we know it's coming near. Let's continue reading of uh, chapter 24, verse 40. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Oh, come on, man. Can you imagine that? There would be two men just working in the field right there, just walking, whatever, doing whatever, baseball field maybe. Even let's bring it back home, okay? They're, they're playing baseball or something. Adam and I are playing baseball or something. No, maybe not Adam and I. But uh, Adam and another dude, okay, but one of his old high school friends that is not living for the Lord is backslidden or something, okay? And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. And then an angel comes in and swoops Adam right up. And then the, his friends just kind of, what in the world just happened? That's exactly how it's going to happen. That's exactly how the Bible says. That's exactly how Jesus says it. One will be left behind. Verse 41, two women will be grinding with the handmill, and one will be taken, and the other will be left. You see, let's stop right there. This specifically describes the rapture. Somebody say the rapture. This specifically describes the rapture, guys. And the rapture is a time when Jesus actually takes his faithful, born-again uh, people to avoid all the troubles of the great tribulations uh, that, that the great tribulation will bring. So the rapture is a good thing because the rapture is when we go up and the unfaithful, the people who are not born again, will be staying here on this earth, okay, for the worst time in human history. Okay, you guys understand that? So my question tonight is, my question tonight, Elevate, will you be taken or will you be left? Will you be taken up to heaven or will you be left behind? I will read verse 40 again. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Think about it. Will you be taken or will you be left behind? That is my challenge question to you today. Think about it, and if you're not sure, if you're confused, then that mostly, most likely means that you're going to be left behind. Verse 42, therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your land will come, or your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have uh, let his house, would have not left his house get broken into verse 42 so you also must be ready jesus saying you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him so when you least expect him he's gonna come and i have one more video i know we're going off just a little later guys i'm sorry i'm already like 15 minutes behind schedule but just pay attention to this man this is a uh, uh, artist's description of the rapture it's gonna be this one monetary system par excellence uh, because there'd be no escape from it. And as Americanism, 
you can peel off the label, you find so much. Live from Los Angeles. online or hearing online if you want to see these videos that I posted up here just email me a alvarez1986 at hotmail.com that goes for any one of you that want a copy of that as well I'll be happy to send you the link to that so guys that is our description of the rapture man that is almost exactly that is pretty much how the Bible describes it it looks like a scary thing doesn't it that looks like a scary thing but guys I'm telling you right now if you choose to live for Jesus, if you choose to be born again, and look, he word choose. The second greatest gift, in my opinion, that we have from God is free will, to be able to choose him or to be able not to, uh, not to choose him, to choose to serve and choose not to serve God. You understand me? If you want to make the decision today, you live that lifestyle for the rest of your life, every single day, man, I'm telling you right now, you do not have to worry about that. You do not have to worry about the great tribulation. You will be raptured up to heaven. Amen. Let's continue reading. Verse 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in the household to give uh, them their food at the proper time? Verse 46, it will be good for the servant whose master finds him doing some when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Right here, key verse, guys, verse 48. But suppose... That servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. He, he's taking his time coming back. Verse 49, and he then begins to beat his fellow servants, his brothers, sisters, to eat, and to eat and drink with the drunkards. 
So he's saying right there, one of the servants is saying, man, my master is taking a long time coming back. And he's, he's out drinking, getting drunk. And, and let's go ahead and add to that, man. Let's put it in today's time. Maybe he's lying, he's cursing, he's watching pornography. He's having sex before marriage. He, he goes to daytime. He, he starts stealing. You know what I mean? He starts doing those things. He, and then verse 50 says, the master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of, he will cut him into pieces and assign him, uh, his, I'm sorry, and will assign him a place where the hypocrites, come on, he will assign him with the place of the hypocrites, the people who say, yes, I am a Christian, yes, I'm serving God, yet are doing the exact opposite, are lying, they're stealing, they're watching pornography, they're having sex before marriage, they're going to daytime, juke parties, they're stealing, you understand me? They're things like that, they're hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and that is, a, uh, God is using that as an analogy of hell, that's the only place left for those people, hypocrites. And by the time Jesus comes back, or if they were to die before that time, they're going straight to the place where it's gnashing of teeth and weeping. Gnashing when you grind your teeth, you're in so much pain and you're weeping. You're like, oh my gosh, I should have lived my life better. I should have lived my life for God. You have a revelation right there and that it's too late. You're there forever. See, if Jesus were to come back tonight, if Jesus were to come back in about two minutes, where would you go? Would you be taken or would you be left behind? Think about it, guys. Can I have Lani on the on the keys, please? Have you ever thought to yourself, man, Jesus doesn't seem like he's he's coming back anytime soon, so I'm gonna go ahead and get away with things right now. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, man, I don't know, Jesus ain't coming back for a long time. I don't think he's really watching me. I can't, I don't really feel his presence right now. Something I'm just gonna go ahead and try to get away with this. You guys, verse 42 of verse 24 says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. You don't know when Jesus is going to come back. You don't know. You, don't, you do not want to see that one person God told you to talk to, but you were too scared to go to hell.